Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, yeah. otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to yeah. that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. It's pretty incredible what our bodies do while we're pregnant. But how much do you really know about the changes that happened while you were growing your baby? And how much do you think your body changed after they were born? Sneha Wadwani is a GP and a mum of two girls aged five and seven. And today we're talking about the ways our body changes during and after pregnancy. Hi, Sneha. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. I did admit before we came into this um, conversation that I had no idea what was happening in my body when I had my first child, actually even my second, I was just like, I'm pregnant now. It all feels weird. There's only so much I want to know. I did want to know about my baby, but I didn't want to know so much about the details of what was happening in order for her to grow in there. I just was like, oh, well, it's creating space somehow. What are, what are, it's a bit late to ask this question. She's six now. But what happened to my body when I was pregnant with her? (laughs) (laughs) So besides changes in the outward appearance of the body, like the big boobs and the big bump, there are also basic physiological processes that affect all aspects of life in pregnancy, including even your breathing, your sleep, your appetite and your digestion. And so the changes are really far-reaching, to be honest. They fall into largely two categories. So you've got the mechanical changes, so the physical changes that happen in your organs and to your body. And then you've got the endocrine changes. So these are the hormonal changes. Now, the placenta is this organ that we think just feeds the baby, right? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't just feed the baby. It produces hormone that's really important for supporting the pregnancy. And that hormone is progesterone. But the progesterone also causes other issues. So it increases the sensitivity in our lungs. It can cause other effects um, in the body as well. The placenta also releases a hormone that makes us more insulin resistant. That means that it frees up more sugar in our body so that we can feed our babies. And this is why often... Perhaps you might have noticed or may not have ever been told, but when you do your urine sample for your midwife, there is always a little bit of sugar in your urine because you're, you're producing a little bit more sugar and not metabolizing it in the way you would have. On top of that, the physical changes are really far-reaching. They extend to almost all of our organs. So with the respiratory system, our lung volume increases. We breathe more rapidly. The diaphragm gets pushed up. Um, Our breasts obviously increase in size and get heavier. In uh, our gut, the gut becomes a little bit more leaky, so we might have more trips to the toilet. Um, And our gastric acidity, so the acid in our stomach also increases. That's why some women get reflux, and that coupled with the pressure of the uterus pushing the stomach and the bowel right up also give us those symptoms there's an interesting fact I like to tell ladies your appendix usually sits in in the lower right corner of your tummy but when you're fully pregnant it actually sits in the right upper quadrant under your ribs <laughs> so that just shows how far your organs are pushed and squashed around in there when the uterus is growing 
Um, the heart is really interesting in the circulatory sim- system. In the first trimester of pregnancy, 10% of your whole circulation goes just to the baby. So we often wonder why we get lightheaded and feel a bit faint and our blood pressure drops. Well, that's a pretty good reason why. Um, on top of that, our cardiac output increases, so our heart is pumping harder. Some women actually get murmurs in pregnancy, so no. noises in the heart just because of this. Our thyroid also enlarges and increases in activity, so our metabolism fundamentally changes as well. Um, so, And even with our bone structure, our skeletal structure, that can be affected as well. Relaxin is a hormone that's produced during pregnancy, and that makes all our ligaments super, super stretchy. Uh, and whilst that might sound quite useful, it actually isn't, because it makes the pelvis really mobile and the back really mobile and causes a lot of pain. What about teeth? Because I've heard often of women having problems with their teeth when they're pregnant. I never did, and I didn't quite understand why. So it's not so much the teeth, it's more to do with the gums. The gums get bigger and fleshier, like a lot of other fleshy bits of tissue in the body during pregnancy. So if the teeth aren't kept clean and free of decay, then actually you can get gum infections. And gum infections can cause teeth infections, and when that happens, there's a risk of it going to the heart as well, um, and into the circulatory system. So that's why we're so strict about good dental hygiene when we're pregnant. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Sneha Wadwani, a GP and mum of two, about the changes our body goes through with pregnancy. I have to admit I'm very fascinated because I never really looked into this stuff when I was pregnant. I'm not sure what my excuse is. Um, You mentioned about our organs moving around. I mean, it can be so uncomfortable (laughs) uncomfortable being pregnant and that makes sense when... um, all that's happening, but does it all just flop back into place when the baby comes, when you get the baby out? So pretty much the internal organs will find their own way back. Um, things like the bowels take a little bit longer, and certainly the bowel movements can be a little bit sluggish after pregnancy. That coupled with breastfeeding and not having time to have you know, a glass of water or a cup of tea or even go to the toilet can lead to things like constipation. Obviously, things like prolapse in the vagina afterwards, because again, we've talked about, you know, the the tissues and the soft tissues being stretched. Um, That can happen after pregnancy as well. Um, And they do improve slightly, uh, maybe not back to 100%. After the first pregnancy, you've probably got a a greater chance of that happening, but after subsequent ones, perhaps less so. (laughs) How do animals compare, other mammals, how do they compare with us? I think they just don't complain about it. I was like, I'm not sure that I think our evolutionary process has worked as well as it should. I don't know. I wouldn't like to pass a small elephant from my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> I'm quite happy with a baby. <laughs> True. Okay. You, that's a good point. Um, so once we've had our babies, you've mentioned a few things can take a while to fall back into place. Um, Labour itself... What is the impact of labour? I remember after my son, I had had a epidural with my daughter. I had had a, um, I didn't have one with my son, and my part part of the reason was, I forgot to ask for one, and the other part of the reason was my sister had been through a similar experience and said she bounced back a lot better after she um, had the baby without the epidural, and so. In the first week after I'd had him, I thought, 
that's it. I'm going to bounce back. I'm going to go for a walk. And I must have walked, I don't know, 250 meters and I thought I'd run a marathon. I was really surprised at just how exhausted I was, Um, which leads me to think that labor itself must have... (laughs) What, what what can we compare it to? I don't know, doing about oh, a big, big, big workout in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Enormous workout. You, you've got to remember that during labour, it's not just a physical pushing of the baby out, but in using all those muscles and emotion and psychology and you know, cardiac output and respiratory output and all of those things, you're using a tremendous amount of energy. Couple that with the blood loss and the depleted body that started the process, because pregnancy (laughs) can deplete you, then actually it's no surprise that you leave pregnancy in the postnatal period feeling really quite worn out. Yeah, and what a way to start looking after a new baby. I, or Again, I have issues with this on an evolutionary scale that you could be in labor for 24 hours and nobody is sleeping through contractions. I don't care how amazing you are who sleeps through contractions. Um, and then you're right, yes, I've been through labor. And then you're like, oh, and here's a newborn baby that is not going to sleep through the night. Um, what's that about? <laughs> I know I'm asking you like you're like your we'll God. Ha- we'll the have universe. to ask Charles Darwin, won't we, about that? Um, look, yeah, I agree with you. Women are very depleted after after labour. I think you know we're seeing we're seeing a big um, increase in that sort of state of women after after babies, and I think some of that's to do with we're having bigger babies, we're having them later in life, so our capacity to bounce back may not be as great as it was. But on the other hand, we're actually being more proactive now than we used to be. Um, so I would routinely check iron levels in a lady before she delivers and make sure that she's topped up well enough so that when she goes through labour, even if she's lost a bit of blood, she's not going to feel as depleted as she would otherwise be. In addition, I think it's really important to have your support network around you. You know, um, back in the day, we would all, you know, live on the same street. And most of us mums would be working at home and not having outside jobs. We'd have a community where we'd help each other. Baby was difficult. Someone else would take it while you could have a sleep. And that just doesn't happen so much anymore. So I think it is harder now, uh, postnatally, to look after a baby, not just because of labour, but because of our circumstances. So after that initial postnatal phase where one should be resting and not trying to walk to the (laughs) shops like I did, I did rest after that by the way, I'm like, well, I take that as a sign. Um, And we just allow our body to recuperate. Is there a a time frame for that, do you think, where you just go, you know what, I'm just going to let myself be for this amount of time? So I think it really depends on what's happened during your labour, how how you were before your baby was born and how your baby is in themselves. If you've got a lovely one of those sleepers that feeds and sleeps, then you might be able to get quite a lot of rest in. Uh, But if you don't or if you've had a difficult labour where there's a lot of healing to happen, for example, if you've had a nasty forceps delivery or if you've tried to give birth naturally, hasn't worked and then you've had to have a caesarean on top or you've had a massive blood loss, then those are all going to affect how quickly you're going to bounce back. At the end of the day, I think it has to be at your own individual pace and guided by your doctor. 
when we breastfeed, I'm curious to know what happens with your body because I know for me that it just fell off me, the weight fell off me, and yet I was eating stacks of pastries and chocolate every day, but I know that didn't work for other women. And what about breastfeeding? How does that impact our bodies? So I think fundamentally what happens with the breastfeeding is because your body is using so much energy to produce this breast milk and it's taking a lot of the nutrients from your own um, intake that your body naturally will try to replace it. So it can speed up the metabolic rate which can assist the weight loss and as well as using your reserves and therefore also speeding up the weight loss. Um, But like you say, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, And there's lots of women out there who breastfeed till quite far on, you know, over a year sometimes and still don't lose a lot of weight. If we come to the point where your baby is maybe one, two years old, how has our body changed that it won't change back? I mean, look, we all know. That the belly and the bum probably are never going to be quite the same. And especially if you breastfeed, the boobs ain't ever going back to what they were. But apart from those um, parts of your outward body, is there anything internally that has changed? So... Essentially, no. By about a year or two years, most of the physiology has gone back to normal as long as you're not no longer breastfeeding. Um, some of the anatomy that you speak of, you know, like the tummy, the bottom, the boobs, you know, they're all going to take more time uh, to recover. If you're exercising, you'll get further improvement. But I would say, generally speaking, in about a year after baby's born, your body will be pretty much as recovered as it's going to be without extra help with exercise and the like. And I did always hear, you know, it took you nine months to grow a baby. Why would you expect your body to go back to how it was Correct. any quicker? Absolutely. Sneha, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. That's Sneha Wadwani. She's a GP and mum of two girls. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.